I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jen. Are you ready for today's question? Yes, let's hear it. This is from someone who's anonymous and has asked to be called an uncomfortable creative. Mm -hmm. And they ask, well, they say... I'm an illustrator and I'd love to hear your wisdom on the subject of Instagram copycats, specifically when there is an account that systematically copies your ideas, colours, layouts, compositions, subject matter, etc., but gives you no credit as the inspiration. I had this happen to me recently and only found out because so many of my own followers alerted me to it because it made them feel uncomfortable. I hate conflict and really don't know if there's any course of action that is reasonable to take in relation to it, but it's hard to not feel downhearted when someone so clearly takes your hard work and starts to make it their own. Since this has happened, I've felt much more protective of sharing new work, but this is also stifling my own creativity. Has this kind of thing ever happened to you and how did you handle it? And if not, I'd love to know how you've prevented it or what you might do in my position. This is such a common problem, maybe not quite on this extreme level, but I would say I hear at least from one or two people every week who are struggling with copycats. I don't know anyone who is running an established business who hasn't dealt with this. And if you haven't, if you're listening to this thinking, well, I haven't, you've probably just not found them. So funny slash scary story about copycats. About, oh my God, it must have been about a couple of months ago now, I was alerted to a website that had like completely copied my website. I remember this. Like the homepage copy, but the sales page was literally my sales page, but just the like defining features tweaked to her business. And I just lost my shit. It was so annoying. I didn't lose my shit at this person. I just text Sarah and rang a friend and I was like oh, this is so fucking rude and I processed it and I dealt with it because because there's a difference between copycatting and copyright infringement copyright and I'm sure we'll go into this in this episode but copyright infringement you have some rights copycatting where it's changed enough that it's not copyright infringement you don't have any legal rights no but so I dealt with it and then I ended up writing one of my weekly letters about it because I kind of learned like, listen, the biggest takeaway is let's all do things unique and differently. Someone replied to that email and they were like, oh my God, a quick Google search made it so easy to find who this person was. And I emailed back and I was like, I really hope that it's the same person that I found. <laughs> and then she sent me the link and it was a whole other person oh, no. who had done exactly the same thing in terms of what they'd taken and stolen. And it's just... What it taught me is you really don't know if someone's copied you or not. I mean, what a tremendous compliment to you and your copywriting skills. I just find that offensive, though. Honestly, when people say to me, like, oh, it's a testament to you, I'm like, no, it's not. Like, okay, it is on a logical way. Yeah. But it doesn't make it feel any better. It's not an actual compliment. It's not like someone doing something nice no, for you. And it's more like it's just you when you get to a certain place in your work where you've maybe got enough people paying attention to your work or your work is connecting with people. What I've realized is, and this is this is the thing that is scary, but also kind of comforting to me about copycats is they're going to be out there and you just don't know about them. I'm not going to use my life. I don't want to waste more of my life than I have to to that. You're actually better off not knowing about them, I would say. Like, if yeah. you can tune them out and when we talk about how to deal with it, like, this will come back up because there's nothing to be gained by paying attention to them. So I should probably tell you my greatest copycat story. Go for it. Um, there's been a few over the years of kind of varying levels, but they're kind of the most extreme was somebody who... It started as copying some of my professional work, but then it turned into kind of crossed over into real life. So this person named their dog after my dog. <laughs> they contacted um, my old best friend who they'd kind of found through my old Instagram posts and tried to take her out for lunch. 
um like things like i would buy a book three days later the same book that's ins- this is insanity yeah like not well it this was a someone bit scary who'd wake up and they'd be in your house with your face that was my on. fear i was like when do i open the curtains and see them outside <laughs> my front door i never came to that point but i've been someone as well who i've always found I've always found being copied really stressful mm. and really triggering for me. Right back when I was a kid, like I was the, someone at school who like friends would quite often buy the same clothes that I'd bought or like I'd do something with my nails and they'd do the same kind of strange nail art or whatever it was and I hated it. I wanted to be unique. I wanted to just be doing my own thing. And so it was kind of the same in my business. I set off in this own, my own direction, tried to establish my own voice, my own brand. And then when you see someone else doing exactly what you've done when you you try to just be on your own in your own corner and not have any competition and everyone kind of comes along and goes oh we'll come over here with you as well it is a really uncomfortable feeling have you ever this is like a side note that we'll get to what I'm, the story I'm trying to tell but have you ever had this, this this is like a weird friend like when this happens have you ever had the friend who maybe you tell them something and then like a week later like they say it to you as if they had that thought themselves yes yes oh my god I had a friend like this and it drove me insane like I would literally like tell them something about myself or like tell them a thought and then a week later they would literally like say it to me as if it was just a thought they'd had and I was like trying to understand why it was driving me so mad and this thought came into my head and this goes back to copycats in a minute I promise and the thought was like their lies don't take away from my truth yeah and I think the reason why so many of us find copycats so annoying and this is quite funny I think those of us who get copied the most and find copycats so triggering although those of us who literally try our best to well we just naturally have very work with integrity yeah we don't copy anyone we go deep into our own work and we bring it out and i think it's because it feels like an attack on that it feels morally unjust and it, yeah it feels like hang on the i've been playing by these rules all along and it's someone's just swans in and cheats their way and plays by a completely separate rule book and i think we worry that it takes away our truth yeah and the minute i had that mantra in my head of like their lies don't take away from your truth and i was like that applies to weird friends who do that weird thing that they do <laughs> and also like when someone copies you online yeah. when it gets into business is when it gets messy because there are say for example someone copies you know like when like shops like zara copy something from like a small maker yes and then they profit from it we're talking about something very different there because that's complete like that's profiting off copying you it's the gray areas where i find the most distress for people yes it's when someone copies you enough that you know that they've copied you but they've not copied you enough to the point where it's infringement and you can take a legal case to them yeah and quite often it's something it can be quite subtle so if you know your own writing style and writing voice you can immediately read something and be like this is mine you've taken mine and changed it but if you show it to someone on the outside quite often they'll be like well they're quite different and you're like but she's used my sentences and just changed the words yeah oh it's and I'd like this letter writer today she said that people have pointed it out to her and I for me I remember a year or so ago there was someone who a couple of people kept sending me mm-hmm. emails that someone was writing to their email community that were literally the copy of like a rephrased version of the one I'd sent the week before and people thought they were being helpful <laughs> But I kind of just like, I don't want to know mm. because I can't do anything about this person. They're finding their voice by emulating someone else's voice right now. I can't do anything about that. I'm not going to send them a bitchy email because that's not energy I want to put out into the world. It doesn't actually help me. No. And I would say in my experience, the people who are doing this, especially if they're doing it on quite a big scale, like, you know, not just copied one photo, but copying your whole identity on Instagram. They're doing that because there's some really deep insecurity about their own voice and their own work. And they're having to 
deal with these kind of really uncomfortable feelings about themselves and you coming and calling them out on it is only going to provoke a hostile and defensive reaction it's they're probably not going to be in a place to go do you know what you're right fair enough I need to trust myself more. They're not there because if they were there, they wouldn't be doing it in the first place. And there's two different types of copycats. There's the manipulative copycat who knows exactly what they're doing. And then there's the human who is finding their voice by emulating someone else's voice. They might just think that they love your work so much that they're being influenced by it. They don't see that as copying. I think it's such a grey area on both sides of the scale. I'm not saying it's okay, but there's still a human being behind that action that's really hurting you. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I have more sympathy for that latter group of people who are kind of stumbling and, and making the mistake of copying for for kind of slightly better reasons because like you say there is also there's a whole market of people who literally just hang out on the instagram explore page to see what's trending and then recreate those pictures to gain traction with their own accounts that's like a legit strategy that some people use um i feel like before instagram existed that strategy was probably used in like old industries yeah i mean look at the phone industry mm. you know what i mean we've got the iphone we've got the I don't I only have an iPhone I'm sorry I don't know the phone name. but they all look the same they all work the same they all advert to sit like the whole and you just I personally love apples well I don't love apple but I'm very I'm used to an iPhone so I buy my iPhone and I get that and I think it's just I actually find that really comforting because to me well I'm biased because I have an iPhone but to me the iPhone is the cream of the crop of phones maybe I'm wrong yeah I feel the same but now I'm wondering is that because we have these like moral anti-copycat principle that on some level we see all the other phones as inferior because we know they were they came next (laughs) this is like customer psychology (laughs) but I get I think there's two big questions I think you have to ask yourself when you navigate a copycat the first one is okay how do I want to deal with this externally because you have to close the book in it at some point yeah and then second is how do I not let this hold me back from doing my thing in the world because like a lot of writers said today it stifles your creativity because you're then afraid to put something out into the world yes you can't it's very easy to become as obsessed with the copycat as the copycat seems to be with you and it's just this toxic circle the other question I think is really important to check in with then is what damage is it actually doing to your business because if someone's absolutely copied your product and is selling it to the same people and is using your marketing copy and you're losing money, then that might be something that you have to tackle in a different way to if someone's just copied your, say, you know, some of your marketing material on the website, but actually their product is very different. This is where I think taking your ego out of it really helps. Yeah. Because your ego is like, no, I'm a unique snowflake and this isn't fair <laughs> and I've worked really hard. And and the only answer I have to that part of my ego is life's not fair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this happens. So if you could take your ego out of it, put your logical business brain on. Okay. Like Sarah said, what has actually happened? I mean, have you ever had to send a cease and desist from an actual infringement of, copy, of your copyright? I haven't. No, I've sent a pre-letter to that, but uh, it never got any further. But it's very, it's very difficult to prove very difficult even if someone literally these two people had copied and pasted my entire sales page the structure of it but I actually asked a lawyer friend and and it was changed enough that it wasn't copyright infringement this is it and it's because it's such a kind of an argument back and forth in court and it would get so expensive that these court these cases this is in the UK we should add though I think it's more cut and dry in the US and these two people who copied me were not in the UK Oh my gosh, that would be even more complicated. Ha- and if it helps, well, people ask me how to do with copycats and I sometimes, my response 
is it sounds like a pansy response like it sounds a bit like I'm being a doormat here but I really do this for my own mental health my response is if there's no legal issue here if I don't have to legally sign up for my business in this moment I let it go yeah because the person it hurts is me it distracts me from doing the work that I need to do it's because really it's attacking my there's an ego hurt there there's just an also an integrity hurt of like what is wrong with people Mm. that they think that it's okay to open one person's sales page copy and paste it and write it as their own it's especially infuriating when you see that it's succeeding because they're getting clients because they're copying your sales page but then on the other hand it does they still have to sit down and deliver the work so it's maybe their marketing is copied but their actual delivery of yeah the skill you can't put that into question that's none of your business but I think for me it's like how can I take care of myself in this moment so I don't lose my brain over the fact that someone's sales page looks like mine absolutely because that's them over there they're doing their crazy shit over there yeah but we can stay here and be staying in the energy of whatever we want. Like we can't choose what everyone else in the world does. All we can choose is how we react to it. And this is definitely a thing I've realized. It's like, just leave them to it. Just let them be over there doing that. It doesn't mean I have to go over there with them. I can stay here and stay where I want to be. And I know the person who wrote this letter, I can imagine this advice. I kind of like, yeah, but this is driving me crazy and it's not fair. I know people who have reached out to copycats in the past. They might not have had the ability to send a cease and desist legally but they've reached out to someone and said listen this is really similar people have been bringing this up to me I think it will do your business like I think I would appreciate it if you please change things there is an argument for SEO here because if someone copies enough of your website yeah but I was told by this lawyer friend that I consulted with that Google knows who wrote it first oh of course they will they'll have all the cash so you're protected already yeah from that perspective and every copycat case is very different in terms of is it impacting on bottom line sales of your business there's no one size fits all advice for any situation I think you really have to have a very serious conversation with yourself it is unfair it's really unfair it's not cool it's really not cool and it says so much about that other person that they probably haven't realized that they're telegraphing to their entire following but nine times out of ten it can't hurt you and it won't last forever so in the case of my person like the advice I got was just to starve her of oxygen like a fire like block don't mention don't rise to it don't comment on it just ignore it and because these people sooner or later like they move on to the next obsession there's the next person who they think if they just can be the same as that all the success and happiness will come to them that they want and they're never going to beat you like they can't be more you than you are that's not possible they're always going to have to be at least two steps behind you because they're waiting to see what you do in order to be able to copy it and how sad that some people have to run their business by only copying the people who've come before them absolutely like they're not winning this game even if it feels like they are you are living your life and running your business from a place of integrity and real alignment with what the work is that you want to do in the world and you should be really freaking proud of yourself for that yeah and I think the bigger question is okay how do I keep soaring instead of letting this drag me down imagine having the fear every day of knowing that your personal brand didn't reflect you really as a person and never knowing if the people you meet or the customers on your page or anybody never knowing if they know that you copied or not and having that doubt. I also think there's a third thing to throw in here, which is, oh, I'm going to say something controversial. Ooh. When, and I don't think this has happened to, to this letter writer, but I think there is also the case for sometimes when we think we're being copied when we're not. Zeitgeist. Well, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, so it's especially on Instagram, there are these zeitgeists, I hope I'm using the word right, where it's basically like 
everyone's overlapping influences come together and mean that lots of people come to the same or similar conclusions and start creating similar content. And it can feel like direct copying, but actually it's just overlapping influences leading to similar outcomes. And also sometimes we don't own every expression of our creativity. No. I remember many, many, many years ago in my previous life as a beauty blogger, the trend back then was to do these like flat lay photos on a white background. Mm -hmm. So it's like really lay out all the products. And there was someone who had been doing it for a long time and other people were doing it and they were getting really mad, like snarky Instagram, like snarky tweets, like, oh, everyone keeps copying me. And I was like, oh, but I'm doing these. I'm copying and I really had this moment of like they didn't invent the flat lay (laughs) like I think there is a layer of sometimes like we don't own the expression of doing something a certain way yes so you're you're copied if someone like this letter writer was saying someone's copying my color scheme and all that that is copying but there's other times where I think we can drive ourselves mad looking for copycats as well yeah there's somebody I know who was doing floral flat lays and I don't think it's too identifying if I describe it, but I want to say she was labeling the flowers on the on the flat lay, kind of like the nature table you might have had at school or like those Victorian like botany oh, okay. books. And it was sort of, she started to do it around the time that it became a bit of an Instagram trend for a while. It was doing really well on Explore. Lots of people were bringing those kind of things in. And she took it upon herself. She started to message anyone she found doing it, saying that it was intellectual copyright infringement and causing like people to be terrified and upset and really miserable and also making herself really really miserable and I I feel like that's the perfect example where I understand why her sense where her sense of ownership over it came from but also there's no new ideas in the world like you got the idea from somewhere else and that person got the idea from somewhere else and it all comes down in a chain completely oh I actually have had this happen to clients before where someone out of the blue has like attacked them and said that they've stolen their like they've infringed their copyright when it just happens to be two very similar ideas shared in different ways or whatever and I think this is where I think there's two sides to the copycat argument there's the very obvious infringement and copycatting and then there's the gray areas where we actually can sometimes be a bit unreasonable yeah and I think either way the kind of the solution is the same because it's about us it's about how we respond to what everyone else is putting out into the world. And I think there's something there about you have to believe there's enough success to go around for everybody. Because if you really deep down truly believe that, you're not going to be so frightened of other people stepping onto your territory. I've seen people lose so much energy to worrying about the copycats and so much anger and frustration. And I get it. Like it's so, it's, it's painful when someone copies work that you've done and just like swans ahead with it. When you're like, I took, when I opened up that, when I saw that sales page, I like cried for a minute because I saw like, I, years of me pouring into mine had just been taken and it made me feel like the biggest fear for me was well what if someone sees this first and then thinks I'm the copycat that's always my fear always and and I just realized I don't have any control I don't have any control over what this human being's doing I'm not going to send them an email I just choose not to from an energetic point of view Mm. for me because unless I have a legal standing I'm not going to turn around and say to someone oh you should do this this, this." I actually don't think there's anything wrong if it feels true to you to call someone out privately behind the scenes and have a conversation with them but I think approach that knowing that it's probably not going to get 
the perfect outcome that you would love. It's either going to end them being really apologetic and shamed or it's going to end with them doubling down on the self-righteousness of copying you. And either way, in that situation, you've it's someone who was a mega fan to the point that they wanted to copy you turning into something different in relationship with your work. It's very complicated. And I don't know, I think the bigger question for today's letter writer and anyone else going through this is how do you not allow this to stifle you? And I think the first work is you got to let it go. You yeah. cannot live your life in now in response to the copycat. You have to stop looking. Like, I, having been through this... Mute them, block them. Yeah, so block them. I think that sends quite a clear message as well. If you're not going to send an email, but to block someone, That's they're only going to notice if they're looking. And if they're looking, what was it they were looking for? Yeah. So block them. Delete them off email list. That's what I did. Yes. So get rid of them and then stop looking. If need be, add a little add-on to your browser that stops you going to their website. Mm-hmm. Don't let them pop up in your recent search history on instagram it takes quite a bit of willpower but getting them out of your head is the best way to get back to creating i think completely and then there's that question of how do i protect myself because i there's definitely this moment of when you feel like something's been violated you then mm. don't want to put anything out into the world but who are you hurting in that yeah you're hurting yourself and you're hurting your people who you're depriving of your awesome work and i think the protection is more everyone needs okay it's very smart when you run a business to protect your business in whatever way you can do with whether that's having a copyright message on your website Mm. whether that's trademarking things whatever that looks like for you you can take some practical action there but i think it's more protecting your mindset yes and not i think it comes down to scarcity and abundance here it does because when people copy us it puts us into this mindset of oh it makes us kind of think, oh, I'm not, I'm not special. Yeah. My work doesn't matter if it's, my thought process was, my thought process was, if this is so easy for someone to copy me, what's the point? Yeah. But then I go and open my inbox to the people telling how much they found my work helpful or valuable or encouraging. And I have to remind myself that only I can deliver what I deliver. And you've got shitloads more of that from where that came from. And this other person's got no more of it. Because they can only take it from you. I think what's hardest is when someone sees a copycat store. Yes. Which does happen. Yeah, oh, it can really happen. And you know the only antidote to that? None of our business. No, and it's. I still really genuinely believe that it's never sustainable. It's never sustainable to live your life as somebody else or your creative life it's or your a business sad, life. I actually, if you can even move into sympathy for that person and yeah. empathy, it's like, oh, that's sad how awful that must be but you know what you've got you've got the ability to take yourself wherever you need to go to because you've got the creative skill to do that and I think on I mean Instagram's less of my wheelhouse but what would you say to someone like if you if someone's built a certain style and then people are copying it and other people are noticing it would you recommend that what would you encourage that person to do well I don't think you can change your style like so you wouldn't recommend being reactive because I mean, then they can just change theirs to match you. Like, how many times are you going to have to reinvent yourself and all the things you're not going to be doing? Plus, the style you've built will be a true expression of exactly what your tastes and your interests are right now. And so anything else will probably be a less true expression of that. I would just trust your right people to see through it. And it sounds like people really are in this case because they're messaging. And people do know. Like, people can sniff it out. And if they can't, that's okay they weren't your I actually remember this was years ago and I used to so the way I kind of do my blog graphics when I used to blog more is like an image and then like three white boxes and then text yeah and I used to have this specific font that I use and I've changed it now and it was like a font that it took me like I was trolling for like a font website to pick it wasn't a cool font but in my head I thought it was cool back then and then I remember this this woman who started who was like my first experience of like a real copycat she literally went and bought the same font Mm. and created the same blog graphics 
And I remember, and I messaged a friend of mine who was a graphic designer who'd been in business a little longer than me. And I asked her opinion. I said, do you think I should change my blog graphics? And she said, no, that's what you've, that's your blog graphic. She was like, you're going to, every time someone copies you, you're going to change something. That would be a lifelong job. And I just thought, oh, I'm just not going to, and you know, it was really funny, this person, it was, this this might actually be really helpful. Like, I'm not going to call this person out personally because it's not fair, but this person, it was the kind of copycat where all my friends were saying, this person's copying Mm -hmm. you, you need to do something. And my head was just, that's just not my energy in the world. And it was getting under my skin, but I didn't want to do anything. And she, every time I did something, two months later, she was doing the same thing, Yeah. but she wasn't getting any traction. So she was doing all these things and it's because she was trying to cover a path that she had seen but didn't want herself yeah now she from the last time i saw what she was doing maybe a year or so ago she's doing amazing in a field all unto herself like she's soaring got a great business for herself because that's how it works because she opted out of copying someone else and did her own thing and i think imagine if back then i'd have reached out and crushed her spirits and been a dick because my ego was bruised i just left her to it because i just trust she was on her journey and i was on my journey do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm and actually- that is, that's the golden way. I, I've definitely handled it worse in the past and learned from it. And I'm now finally at this place similar to you where it's like, I'm just going to leave you to it. I'm just going to let you figure it out for yourself because it is a figuring out process. It's never the end result. They're not going to carry on copying someone else for forever. And if you keep them in your orbit, you will be existing in response to them. Yeah, and you can't afford to do that. It kind of is, it's sort of a bit of an overlap. I get asked an awful lot about watermarks in photography. Mm. So there's a whole, I mean, historically as well, like a lot of photographers would put watermarks over their images so that people couldn't take them. Or they do the thing where you can't right click on them. Yeah, yeah. And now, so now on Instagram, there's still a movement where people think they can protect their copyright by watermarking them. But it doesn't stop those repost accounts from taking your image and posting it if they want to. They don't care there's a watermark on it. They're just... Most of the time, I think they're just like bot farms that are doing it. Like there's not even a human behind it. And someone gave me a really welcome perspective on it where she said, I see it as just being the same as someone tearing your picture out of a magazine and sticking it on Mm. their wall. Like it doesn't harm you. It doesn't take anything away from you. They're just inspired by it. And how many times have you pulled a picture out of a magazine? I used to do it a lot when I was younger and I had no idea who the photographer was or where it was Mm. taken. I gave no credit to any of the people. But that wasn't damaging to them Mm. as creators. That was just another way that our work can be consumed in the world. Yeah. What's your thoughts on call-out culture when it comes to copycats? I'm actually not a huge fan. I understand why people do it. Um, I would recommend that everybody reads John Ronson's book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, where he kind of picks apart call-out culture and a lot of the problems behind it. But especially if you've got quite a large platform and you send everybody over to this person who's probably pretty messed up if they're already struggling to understand themselves to the point where they have to create under Mm -hmm. someone else's identity, sending a lot of people over to attack them, I don't think that's a productive use of anyone's time. Or a very humane way of dealing with a tough situation. And I, I've seen it before where someone's, like when someone's course has been completely copied by someone and they've called them out. And I think... What does calling out achieve? Yeah. The best you can hope for is that it scares them off. And the thing is, you know what? When people call out places like Zara, though, I'm all for that. Totally. It's a different thing, isn't it? Because it's... It's massive corporation shit on a little guy. Yeah, and you're not going to bring down Zara with a call out, but you might bring down a small sole trader who has no other way of supporting herself. And yes, she shouldn't be selling copied products and she shouldn't be like, it's sort of stealing, but we don't want to take away their capacity to support themselves entirely and ruin their business. It's just a tricky one, isn't it? 
the day that I had to accept, oh, this will always happen. There will always be copycats. And and once you once you are at a level where people are paying attention to your work, and that can be, doesn't have to be massive. You just have to have a few people paying attention to your work. You will inevitably come across this. And people only copy quality. And I, it's not comforting until you step back and you just think, unfortunately, this is part of the game now. Yeah. This is part of the journey of taking up space that some people misinterpret that as an excuse to steal the space you're taking (laughs) but the truth is they're not actually taking up your space and it's hard and it's difficult but all you can do is get your head down and do your work and live your life and you don't have to give this you have control over how much you let this affect you and we all know that there are no shortcuts to this stuff like there's no shortcuts to figuring out your unique style there's no shortcuts to being good at photography there's no shortcuts to building a business so sometimes it looks like people have taken a shortcut by copying but it's all surface. There's nothing supporting it. There's none of that foundation underneath and it will just crumble. Like they're not building something of the same substance as what you've got and sooner or later that will catch up with them. And you, sometimes we stay in a cycle of getting mad about it. We check it. Like you were saying, like we yeah. check it and we bitch about it to everyone. Um, my, my mother often likes to tell me that forgiveness sets you free. And mm. I think that it's kind of true here too. Like, if we let it go, the person that helps the most is us. Yeah. I can't tell anyone listening to this that you'll never be copied or that there's a quick, easy solution to dealing with a copycat. There's really not. Like, I don't know anyone at any level of business who this is happening to who has a quick, easy solution to it. It's annoying. It's painful. It's infuriating. What annoys me the most is how it brings down the industry. Yeah. When it's copycats, that that annoys me just from like an integrity point of view. Yeah. But again, not my business. I can't do anything about it. All you can do is walk your talk and be the very best version of yourself. I completely agree. And just ask yourself, how much am I allowing this experience to steal my creativity? Because this letter writer was saying, you know, it's stifling her creativity. That's a choice that you're making in response mm-hmm. to this situation. As, as hard as that sounds. So how do you not let it stifle your creativity? You choose not to. You have to look away and stop letting them take up real estate in your brain. And you have to be okay with the fact that you can't control how other people behave. And you do have a choice here. And we're not saying that you can't send an email and yeah, say, yeah, this isn't cool. I'm pretty sure that copycats would crap themselves when they receive those emails. Yeah. And so even if they can't acknowledge it to you, they must on some core level acknowledge the truth of what you're saying. I'm just conflict averse. I mean, the third option that we've not discussed really was my secret plan for my crazy copycat, which is start doing really random shit. So <laughs> to, my husband was like, post that you're going for colonic irrigation. So you should go for that too. Oh it's always an option, maybe not the best one. <laughs> and this is where like your creative friends come in really helpful. Like yeah. having someone to rant to who says, yeah, this sucks. But you know, the most helpful thing I said to myself when this woman, when I found this copycat page, I was like, if I'm not going to do anything about it, I don't get to whinge about it. That's really, that. those are good like boundaries with yourself. That was my rule. I was like, either send her an email and do something about it, which didn't really make much sense to me, or let it go. You don't get to sit around and bitch about it, but not do anything. No. It's like when a friend annoys me. Like, you know, when you've had like a bit of an irritation, but you're not willing to say something to them. You don't get to then sit around and bitch about them. Like, it's my rule in life. If I'm not going to do anything, I don't get to bitch about it. It's a really good rule though, because it's like, is this important enough to me to take action? And if it's not, then why am I letting it take place? Exactly. And I I know this is easier said than done. I'm not t- I'm not saying this is it that I haven't lost afternoons to stomping around the house going, this fucking copycat. And you'll have weak moments where like you're having a down day. You check them. So you go and check them and spiral. Yeah. But it definitely will pass. And I guarantee that in five years time, this copycat will not be copying you anymore. But you keep your channel clear 
when you let it go. Yeah, I totally You're being do. copied for a reason. You're being copied because you're doing something that is special. And you're dealing with somebody who, whether they know it or not, is not a whole person. Like they're struggling, there's things going on for them. And so if you can find compassion, forgiveness, or just tolerance for what they're doing, you're going to be doing an act of kindness in the world and you're also probably saving yourself quite a bit of drama. I think there's another level here also just like, let's all hold ourselves to a higher standard as well. Like if you see something you like and you just have the instinct to copy it, maybe don't. (laughs) And just credit crediting your influences and your inspiration makes all the difference. It makes and it doesn't take away from what you've created. Not at all to say I saw this picture on Pinterest. Like put it on your stories and say this is the picture that inspired me today. I can. There's quite a few Instagrammers who do that, and I think it's really refreshing to see how they take a source material and turn it into something else. That's the cycle of creativity. Yeah, and we only mess it up when we try and lie. Yeah, because like my friend who's an artist was saying, like a foundation art degree, you start by copying the mm. masters. You literally will like copy a Van Gogh or a Monet or whatever it is you're going to, you know, be practicing. And that's fine. There's honesty in that because you're not then trying to sell that work and pretend it was your own idea. Yes, you're, you can copy behind the scenes, but you can't copy and pretend that you didn't copy. That's exactly. the boundary. Yeah. So our takeaway is copycats are inevitable. It sucks, but you'll survive it. <laughs> Life isn't fair, and this is a great example of that. And you will, you have a choice of how you deal with this. Yeah, they're already stealing your content. Don't let them steal your energy. And like, yeah, they didn't pay for the rent that they're taking up in your head mm-hmm. right now. Also, if you've got friends who are pointing out more and more of the copycats to you and it's pulling you down, don't be afraid to say to people, you know what, I don't need to know right now. Yes, so I have that policy for quite a few people. It's like, I'm aware of it. And you get if you get the DMs, I would just say... I'm aware of it, but I try not to look. So thank you. Please don't mention it again. As Michelle Obama once said, when they go low, we go high. And I think, honestly, I can't think of a better mantra for life because I don't want to be a person in the world that I can't respect at the end of the day. And that includes showing the situation grace when these type of things happen. And also it's exhausting to be riding that roller coaster of letting other people pull you off path. Yeah, completely. And take control of how you feel about your work and your business. And there is such stability and comfort in finding a way to let that happen outside yeah. of you and to stay true to what it is that matters to you. The only way they actually win is if they distract you from doing what you're here to do next. Yeah. That because if you stop posting like like our letter writer today's feeling and they carry on then they've filled the space that you, you know, they'd be more you yeah. than you were. And if you let it go, if you if you can just let your ego let this go, your creativity can come back to life again. Yeah. Good luck to, I'm sure everyone listens to this episode has experienced this in some form or another. Yeah, I'd love to hear some people's copycat stories if anyone wants to come and share them with us. Come and, and how post you handle our, them. Come and post on our Instagrams or put it on your own social media with the hashtag Dear Hopeful Creative. Yeah, and just good luck everyone and I hope that we can all continue to not let these kind of situations hold us back from creating. And if you're a copycat, we're on to you. (laughs) You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at jencarrington underscore. We're going to be sharing new episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.